0: As we left off, the party was just approaching uh, the exterior uh, kind of threshold of the the ice wheeled. Uh, Approaching the general location of the ice wheeled, uh, you see the storm, the the snowstorm, suddenly get more intense. The snow gathers into a thick white sheet just ahead of you, almost like a solid wall of violent wind and freezing ice and snow. Yeah, we're here. We out here. Drang, you know that the Ice Wield, like many totem sanctuaries, is protected by the weather to keep out intruders. There is a distinct barrier that is there to uh, kind of dissuade people from entering the space. You also know just standing here within within, uh, walking distance of entering this threshold that the barrier is unusually strong. More than you're used to. It's vicious, typically, but it is—it is violent, as you look at it from where you stand.
1: I have an errand within.
2: Uh, so are we just waiting
1: for you out here? No, it's probably safest to accompany me. It will not take long.
3: You want us to ride in this that rather alarming storm in front of us?
1: Is alarming on purpose?
3: It's uh, meant to alarm. Right, but it's still alarming. Can you mm. put it away?
1: This is where it goes. <laughs> Can you? Were I to put it away, it would go here. This is where it goes.
2: Can you? make it go somewhere else.
1: No! <laughs> Wait, uh, no, crap, that's Cat again. Um, no. Also, uh, yeah.
0: Ozzy, Ozzy, just ambiently, you do notice that there's Zeph does not hide his emotions well. Mm. Upon approaching the wield, he grows tense and stiff and, like, mm. locks up. Mm. You and Maisel know that This was the rendezvous point for him and his uh, companions. Mm, And as you get closer, he gets noticeably anxious. Mm, Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm going to turn to him and say, uh, everything all right back there?
0: No, I'm going to fucking die because of you. I mean, we don't know you're going to
2: die yet.
1: Everyone is going to die.
2: That's right. Thank you, Drang.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Yep. I feel much better now with that reassurance.
1: Glad to just, have
0: helped. He just stares at the the wall before you.
2: So I guess I also know then that this is the rendezvous point, right? We've made
3: that. Yeah. You, oh, okay.
0: you and Mazel in yeah, conversation. Yeah, you said that one point. Yeah, yep. Cool. When you guys were interrogating him, he <laughs> relinquished that. Um, uh, Erica took the halfling,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: as well as I believe Duke Algren is the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of them were f- were supposed to meet in the ice wheel if something went wrong. Originally, mm-hmm. they were supposed to meet at the lifts. But if something right. bad happened, they were going to meet in the ice field.
3: Okay. Cool. And you saw Erica. I saw Duke. Did you also right? see Duke? Um, I don't think I saw Duke. I don't
0: think I, think I, think I arrived after no. he had taken off.
2: Yeah. Noir that's right,
0: that's right. Noir saw Duke, saw Duke, but
2: uh, yeah, but he's busy. Ozzy <laughs> did not. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah, Ozzy is like um. All right. Well, uh, you know we'll. See if any of your friends made it to join the
3: party. Trying, how do we uh, make it through all this?
1: It's like an eggshell; it's not all the way through.
3: So we we just walk
1: then? Yes.
3: Maisel starts moving. Okay.
1: Uh, what's the? What's I, the kind of shakes her head and mutters, "She promised."
0: What's the <laughs> point of What's the point of order What's the marching order for this uh, Beatles included or or not depending on
1: I think Drang's gonna gonna push forward to try and overtake Mazel because Mazel promised
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mazel is like is just walking forward, but she's not gonna be as fast
1: Yeah Okay
0: <clears throat> Yeah uh, are are I you don't... all remaining mounted or walking on foot I know Mazel's yeah, on foot
3: Yeah I'm I
2: mean, trying to decide because I want to be able to maneuver a little bit better, but I also don't know if there's a way we can, like, hide them up and ensure that they'll be here when we get back, you know?
0: You can continue to proceed with them while not being on them. Yeah. My My point of order is asking whether you are on them.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll hop down and then walk next to them.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think Drang will ride and lead the other beetle behind them. Okay. Like, lead? Sorry.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and I'm just gonna let staff do
0: whatever he wants. Okay, he he climbs down and begins walking, just assuming that I mean, if you're arriving at some sort of destination, probably best to get off. <laughs> okay, uh, as you guys uh, approach the wall, uh, hold on, notes, stop! I'm not editing you. Calm down! I'm trying to read.
1: Hey, <laughs> notes.
0: Uh, cool Calm down. Cool it, cool it, notes. I need to <laughs> read you. Um, as you pass through the cold and unrelenting barrier around the ice wheel you feel the snow and ice lashing at your faces truly deep coal sinks its claws into you even drang uh, feels the sharp stabs against her face as small bits of ice batter you all but just as quickly as you enter the maelstrom you are free from it upon breaching the wall you are met with profound quietness both in the stillness of the air compared to the outside, but also in eerie silence. The air in the wheel sits perfectly still. Small crystalline pieces of ice hang motionless in the air, moving only in reaction to the sudden shift in the air caused by your presence. The ground is a large, almost completely flat sheet of ice, dusted lightly with a thin and uneven coat of snow. Long dead trees, gnarled and frozen solid, jut out of the icy ground randomly throughout this area. Their their branches, unsurprisingly bare, cast their twisted fingers up into the sky as if reaching for an escape from the frozen prison they are trapped in. Speaking of the sky, it is absent. Above you is a milky white swirl of snow and ice. The barrier is a complete dome all the way around the Weald. What little light there is in this place comes from below. Buried deep in the ice you stand on are hazy globes of bluish light that bleed upward out of the ice and illuminate this space in a soft blue glow. You are now in the Ice Weald.
3: So if Mesa went through first, uh, I think, like... Snow was new enough to her like all four days ago, three days ago, whatever it's been. Um, she, I think, makes it through the, um, the, the, the the barrier and doesn't even take another step in, like stands there at the barrier just in, in complete shock, um, mouth agape, just trying to parse what this is and completely unable to do so.
0: Small pieces of ice floating just within your peripheral vision kind of cast themselves away from you as the warmth of your body just pushes them away floating stilly in the air kind of jutting out bouncing off of each other uh, various sizes as big as maybe about an inch tall and as little as almost imperceivable just barely catching the light from below glimmering as they float weightlessly in the air
3: Um, if people are still, like, waiting to come through or, or slowly coming through, I think Maisel, like, just, like, I guess, reach like, tries to grab one, like, not assuming anything's going to happen, but just is, like, so
0: confused by
2: this the moment, existing.
0: The, the moment you move, they just cast themselves away. The movement of the air caused by your hand, the heat, casts them away from you the moment you move. The air itself is... Deathly still. No wind. No current. No sound of air moving. Pure stillness. You say no sound,
3: but then Maisel um, yells out, uh... Hello?
0: (laughs) No call back. And at this point, the rest of you begin (laughs) to kind of pass through the barrier behind, entering this field of view, seeing this same sight. Drang, you've seen this before. You're familiar with it. The totems have this effect. They have this sort of unique pocket, this sanctuary that they call home that kind of is imbued with magic, natural magic, fey magic that causes it to be this kind of odd uh, sort of limbo state. This little beacon uh, in an otherwise normal space.
1: I think just um, trying, just quietly mutters something in Sylvan. It's just like a, a greeting to the place. It's... It's not something she thinks about doing, it's just she's she's entered what is effectively holy ground and she habitually just...
0: Yeah, you pay, you pay tribute to it, vocally, mm-hmm. under your breath, and you are welcomed into it. Despite the unusual nature of the, the, the barrier that is uh, positioned outside, the interior feels familiar. While the storm outside may be more vicious than you recall, in previous visits, this side of the wall, just as you remember it. How uh, how
2: big is the area that's like within this storm bubble?
0: Large enough that you can't see the other side.
2: Okay. Cool. Um, I was gonna say we could just let the bugs go since they're probably not gonna wander back out. On their own although maybe they would uh, but i think this is too large for us to
0: they they seem pretty content to like they're, they're following and mm-hmm. they stop the moment you stop and as soon as you it, it takes a little bit of work to get them through the wall and by your best guess it's not hard to tell they don't seem inclined to go back out
2: Hmm. yeah and you there are like trees and stuff right yes
0: there's they're frozen solid uh faintly okay faintly pattered with frost like stark white like frost and snow that's clung to mm-hmm. them in in spaces but they're otherwise just these black trees reaching up quite tall cool. no i would leaves, like to frozen solid
2: i would like to tie the bugs up to the sturdiest looking tree in our near vicinity okay.
0: you just so, you do so pretty easily um, and there's mm-hmm. quite a few of these trees. They're spaced evenly enough that they don't block your line of sight, especially without leaves and foliage blocking view, but there's quite a few of them, easily. I mean, judging by the size of this space, there could be a hundred of them, if not more, total.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Two... Oh, go ahead. I insist. just... Uh, Two Zaph, Ozias says, um... So, uh where exactly would you be meeting your gang in here?
0: He, uh, not saying anything at first. You catch him pass a glance at Drang, and under his breath he says, at the center.
2: Um, cool. Ozzy nods and then says, um, all right, I'm going to the center uh, and we'll come back for the bugs, decide where to go from there, I guess. Yeah.
1: I think Drang dismounts. She tells the Beatles in Druidic that um, they did well to get this far and that they can relax for a little while, that we will be right back. Mm-hmm. And then okay. she also has to go to the center, so. Okay. Um, yeah. Um
0: Mazel, what do you do upon entering?
3: Um The other two
0: seem inclined to just kind of head straight forward. Um
3: Yeah, I uh I think I'm pretty well chook by just being in this bizarre place. So I think um ultimately Mazel is going to uh take her cues from Drain, but before doing so, I think she just wants to like as the as the bugs are being tied up, um Just, like, lean against a tree and try to, like, peer through to see if she can see, um, like, anything towards what would be the center. Like, anything that is not just tree and white.
0: Make a perception check for me. Okay. And this area is is strange compared to the outside, where the outside was mostly grays and whites. Um, Whites illuminated by the sun above, grays just by virtue of shadow. The interior is bathed in this continuous, faint blue light.
3: Uh, That was a... It's a 12.
0: Okay. Um, Zeph, before walking forward, stops in his tracks. And he points. Maisel, you're the only person who really notices what he notices at first. Maybe about 20 feet ahead, 30 feet ahead of where you all entered. There's a big, big black discoloration on the ice the ice itself is only faintly pattered with snow like a dusting you can see the ice itself quite clearly and that's the only reason why the light makes it through but there's this big black uh this dark of discoloration that obscures the ground ahead of you uh you see this discoloration mazel and just notice that the, the the ground is darkened, the the ice is like blackened in this space and you kind of tilt your head a little bit as you're looking at it and then Zeph speaks up and he says that's blood and the moment he says it you see these smears stretching out towards the center of this space and it clicks it's a frozen pool of blood Mm -hmm
3: um yeah if i if i notice this is they're like if they're tying these things up and talking like going to the center so i um
0: we might want to Zef- think that. zeph is just shaken. he's just like quietly pointing at it like pale
3: um i think mazel is uh with her hand in her pocket just like clutching that note from um demetus but uh she uh, looks looks to, to drink first and says, uh, this there's something not
1: right. We got to, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, Drang just nods and wordlessly picks up the pace. Like. Uh,
2: yeah, I think Ozzy is, is following behind her and just like calls back to Maisel and Zeph like, we got to figure out what
3: happened. Okay um Zeph trails
2: behind
0: yeah I do want to as as far back as possible
3: I actually want to stay with Zeph because I think Maisel is kicking back into like what was initially uh motivating her which was like trying to save this guy from okay. harm uh so she's like she's following but she's following pretty close to Zeph and um I think uh as we're walking I want to, I want to ask him um your your friends, if they're here, would they would they anticipate you showing up?
0: I don't know. Would Duke would they have come? E- Erica Erica probably thinks I'm dead. She knows the syndicate. She would have assumed that the um they would have just killed me. I don't know about Duke, though.
3: Seth, you have—you uh, have a chance.
0: You have a chance to leave. Doesn't feel like it. As you all step further into the weald you begin to notice that again, the cult has sort of relented. It's softened. It's not warm, but it feels like a cold day out. Not a day where there's a vicious winter storm outside. You also begin to see a few more of those black-fletched arrows buried in the ice spread sporadically as you continue straight forward towards the dead center of the weald. Zeph puts his hand up to his mouth. Maisel, you notice this walking next to him, and he stops. The cold has a tendency to make it difficult to rely on your senses. A few in particular struggle the colder it gets. Smell, in particular, is sort of dampened by the cold. You get so runny, you can barely tell. Mazel, your your nose is beat red. You can really barely keep the snot in as it starts rolling down your face as you kind of like desperately try to keep your composure. Zeph puts his hand to his face and he has this disgusted look. And he closes his eyes and he mutters something under his breath that you can't quite hear. But it stops in um, his tracks for a moment. I
3: did I did see him mutter something though. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's he's frozen up and just kind of stopped putting his hand to his mouth. Eyes closed. Yeah. I, like just
3: discomfort. I stop with him, and I would imagine we we're like falling behind a little bit. A little um bit. so I, I actually say it like what? What? Speak up.
0: Do you smell that? I, I can't. I can't. He pulls his hand away from his, his mouth and his nose, and he looks at you, just this distraught look on his face, and he looks forward and back at the, the frozen pool of blood, and he says, I shouldn't be able to, but I can smell it. It smells like blood. It doesn't take a scientist to know that, you know, frozen blood really shouldn't give off much of a smell. But he can smell blood. And he pauses for a moment and he says, a lot of it. And he starts walking again.
3: Yeah, I'm, Maisel is thoroughly panicked, but, uh...
0: Zeph starts follows... picking up his pace, trying to get closer to Ozzy. Okay, yeah.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, he loves you now.
0: (laughs) He's also the only person who's shown, like, martial adeptness in the signs of danger.
1: Hey, I I died really well. (laughs) I did most of the damage. I recovered
3: nicely
2: from a hole in me. <laughs> i did most of the damage but i do believe Maisel said hello and then got a spear thrown
1: through her. So that, that's right that did happen yes
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, um yeah i'm i'm gonna keep on keep on following this trail to see where it leads
3: okay i want to pull up the rear and like keep like looking around behind and see if like if we're being followed or we being uh, if there's anything that is like showing up behind us because I think uh, Maisel probably, growing up like out on the, in the uh, the fields, probably had a tendency to like tell ghost stories and, and make up like just just banshee nothings, uh, and so she's spooked by her own upbringing.
0: Make a make a perception check for me. Okay. Um, we Ozzy. As the two of you continue to lead the pack towards the center of the wield, Uh continuing into the wheel, you begin to hear a faint hum in the distance broken periodically with a, ra- a loud crack and crackle like a series of small sparks that fade back into the quiet hum after a few seconds and then it returns to just this soft humming trees frozen kind of passing by you as you continue onward forward towards the center of the wheel. What was the result on your perception? It was awful. It was an eight. An eight? Okay. Eight. You swear you see something. The black, twisted shapes of the trees off on either side. And as you're looking over left and right, then forward at the, th- the other three walking forward ahead of you. Left, right, left. And then just as two trees pass by each other uh, in your vision, um parallaxing, all these gnarled trees moving in your field of view, you swear you see this black shape move between two of them and then just
1: vanish.
3: Oh, I want to yell out hello, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's our (laughs) mazel.
0: That's our mazel. Drang, Ozzy, the two of you are keeping pace. Who's in front?
1: I mean, Drang, unless, unless Ozzy's hurrying. Like, she's... You've also got um, longer legs. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, just by leg. virtue of
2: being taller,
1: <laughs> and she's she, she's very concerned. <laughs> like, this is not normal for this place, and she's legitimately worried something might have happened here.
0: Coming into view, Drang. Ozzy, you just behind her. You, you make it out mere moments afterwards. Drang, you see the awkward lumped shape of a body laying on the ice in a pool of miraculously unfrozen crimson red blood as hints of stark white fur poke out from the darkened figure
1: I, I go investigate. I, uh, Drag has realized she's not about to like what she sees. Uh, as you
0: approach, um, why don't you go ahead and make an investigation check for me as you, uh, come up onto this. I'm bad at that. (laughs) I will say this figure is laying out in the open. So perception-wise, there's not a lot you're going to miss visually, but investigation-wise is another story.
1: Oh, no, bad. I rolled a three. I have minus one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What you see is turned away from you, back facing you, the figure of the crumpled body of a fae. This face specifically is a wolf, white of fur, no doubt of the winter court. They are adorned in leather armor, painstakingly detailed with these intricate uh, sort of embossed designs in the leather that they wear, bearing the markings of the winter court quite clearly. There is a pool of blood all around this figure. Their white fur on the side they are laying, stained by the red of the blood itself. Ozzy, you see this just as Drang steps up, kind of picks up pace and stops right above the figure, and you notice right then and there that you're looking at a corpse.
2: Yeah, I think while Drang is sort of checking out the corpse, as soon as Ozzy realizes that that it, it is a body... He's going to start looking around to see if there's any sign of anything that could have done this, or just anything.
0: Make a perception check. Maisel, you and and Zeph begin to approach. Uh, You see the two of them kind of pick up pace towards something that you can't quite make out at first. And as you start to get closer and pull around Drang, standing still now and pull around to the side, you see the blood pooling on the ice. Zeph just stops and takes a step back. And he turns around and he starts looking around frantically and just doesn't know what to do. He's just frozen where he stands. Um, I got an 18 on my perception. As you look around... You look through the trees, off to the distance, these black, gnarled shapes all around you. Looking far beyond the corpse, you see this faint halo of blue emanating from something just within a recessed divot, maybe another 100, 150 feet beyond where you stand. Off to the left, you look again, Blackened trees, gnarled, twisted. Very faintly, you feel like you see something move. But it's gone just as quickly as you see it. Um.
2: Cool. Too drang, I'm gonna say. um. Looks like there's something uh, giving off some light over there. I'm gonna go check it out. Keep your eyes peeled.
1: Um. Drying is going to stoop and pick up the Fey, and begin carrying them toward the totem. Okay, because it is the only check. Yeah, is the only place she can think of to do any kind of respectful memorial, and that's gonna be a seventeen. Okay, you pick them
0: up, despite being clearly shorter than you. They're a bit heavier. Um, they're very le- like, like muscly. Um, <coughs> you actually notice that they have um, a, a sword, a uh, belt, and frog with a sh- uh, a couple short swords. Uh, clearly, someone familiar with combat, and they're built like it. Despite wearing leather armor, they're. They're a bit of a task to lift, but you get them up into your arms. The warm blood pouring from their abdomen out from under the armor, kind of dripping across your hands and down your arms and dripping down your elbow as you cradle them in your arms.
1: And it's time to go to the totem. I... Drang's been here several times. That's where the light is coming from, right?
0: It is, yes. Yeah. The dead center of the Weald is the totem, and it gives off the strongest of the light uh, in this space.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Drang's going to begin carrying this person toward toward the light. Okay.
0: Zeph anxiously picks up his pace and begins walking again as soon as Ozia starts heading towards uh, the center of the Weald, uh, nervous to be left alone, Um or at least just with you, Mazel. He picks up his in the
3: exact same boat.
0: Yep. She's <laughs> petrified, of, the, so... The two of you just yeah. start walking towards the center, following behind Drang, carrying this body in her arms. Um, Ozzy, as you begin to get closer towards the center of the wheel, um, as there's this dip downwards, you eventually hit the point where you can see the top of the center of this space. Make a wisdom, just a general wisdom, roll for me, Ozzy.
2: Not great at those. Ooh,
0: 18. Something in the pit of your stomach tells you you should stop Drang before she walks any closer. Because as you Uh. crest the threshold, you see the broken, shattered remnants of what was once a large stone structure carved with intricate sylvan runes, broken, letting off faint, uh, crackling juts of bluish arcane energy, radiating off of it frantically, unevenly, confusedly. Whatever was once at the dead center of this space this very important object has been broken. Yeah. And, so and the part of you that holds any amount of empathy and understanding of other people tells you this is not good for her.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. As soon as Ozzy um, gets that feeling, he's, uh, he yells, Frank, stop!
1: And I think she does and whirls to face him. Just, I don't like. Yeah, she's behind Ozzy at this point, so she
0: just, yeah. especially with the extra weight, um, yeah. the time it took, you're you're a couple full like pace, like proper paces behind.
1: Yeah, she Enough begins looking around see. because she she assumes he's spotted some some danger. This is. His... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. You. You gotta turn around. you can't keep walking this way.
1: Now two of us must go.
2: You, you, you don't understand this is this is all wrong. Whatever was once here it's uh it's not right anymore.
1: I hates that very much. Um, she's good to stop, take a moment, lay the wolf against the nearest tree,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, like, uh, walk up to see what Ozzy sees. <laughs> because okay. now she's even more deeply concerned about this.
2: Ozzy is definitely, like, spreading his arms to make sure Drag doesn't walk, like, any closer than where Ozzy
0: is. Mazel, you and Zeph come up on this interaction just as yeah, it's I to, like hit, run up and it's, like
1: it
0: like, just as yeah. it's hitting its fever pitch is when you arrive and you see Ozzy kind of like try to block uh, Drang's progress for like further forward.
3: I just try to push his arm down and. Okay, I guess just like sneak under his arm, not to go any further, just to like get a better look. Yeah, I think Ozzy will let Mazel through. It's mostly mm-hmm. just dry,
2: that he's has the bad feeling about. I think
0: Mazel, you see the same sight: a broken, the broken remnants of what was once this large monolithic stone structure, um, faintly glowing with magic, um, letting off this this like kind of uncontrolled. Chaotic juts, like spurts of magic, sparking out into the air and fizzling out, just like this humming emanating from this this point. This as sparks let out of arcane energy.
3: Um, I would to have my, while well, my hands in my pocket, like move away from the, the the note and just like fiddle with the the little brass doohickey I have just idly, um, and just be playing with that in my pocket and, and uh, stand next to Ozzy and also put my arm up and say, like, you can't, you can't come here. We this, this is wrong.
1: Maisel, what is wrong? I will explain. And I think, like, if Ozzy's not trying to get her to go further, she can at least make it to where she can see. Unless you guys are, yeah. Yeah. Well, I climbed
3: up on top of his shoulders, and I'm doing that.
1: Yeah, very good. Very good. This way you could get into an R-rated movie. It's very clever. (laughs) Drang, the...
0: the the way this kind of works out is that Ozzy and Mazel's effort to keep you at bay is mostly one of sentiment. Physically, yeah. you can no, see. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to see, you can see. And it'll I, just take a it'll just take a little bit of movement and a little bit of effort and you can you can see what's beyond
1: that that
0: ridge if you really especially want
1: to since Ozzy is primarily stop trying to stop Drag from approaching.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not like trying to Yeah. I assume you can just
1: see over Ozzy. Um, There are not many of them, but Sylvan curses are dire and animalistic, and I think Drang just lets out, like, a bellow betraying what is effectively an animal's nature, and just crumples. And sits there in the thin layer of snow with uh, the blood of what she now realizes might have been the totem's last defender on her hands and just repeatedly roars these curses into the snow and just spends a good couple minutes very loudly uh, shrieking her rage at uh, the Weald which in its silence, I don't imagine cares much.
0: Unfortunately, despite your roars of protest, the Weald remains silent and unresponsive. Little more than the sporadic uh, sort of uh, outbursts of fey magic from the totem, break the silence.
1: And um, once she's done swearing, Drang falls silent for a moment, takes a couple deep breaths and stands. And she turns around and she's going to... Um, She's going to approach Zeph and grab him by the throat.
0: All right. Okay. He's just standing. What do like, you know about this? Uh the moment he's he's been staring off into space just like again. He is he's easily shaken. Yeah. And I'm level 2. I know wild shape now. He's about to get a lot more shaken. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't respond to what's happening outside of staring in shock. And the moment you pick him up, he's kind of like broken from this, like this freeze he's found himself in. And he doesn't say anything for a moment as you shake him until he realizes what's happening. And then he like grabs your arms and like starts struggling against you. And he like makes an effort to break free uh, and fails spectacularly. Um, And just starts shouting, I don't know. I don't know. You said you would die here. Why? <laughs> because because if they if they knew that I was working with you they were going to kill me. I mean, it's the same thing the syndicate would do. They found out Who is I was, they? The, the, the Erica and Duke. I'm supposed to be their partner if I sold them out and I brought you here, they'd fucking kill me. I am uh,
1: I have no interest in your money, in your syndicates. Do you understand what has happened here? That is all that I'm evolved with
0: why would they break it i don't know why they'd break it we just came here to meet because it's quiet
1: and the the storm throws him at ozzy not at ozzy but to ozzy just fuck (laughs) he just clatters against the ice and slides not fuck but similarly in sylvan i think she's yeah yeah. he like he doesn't get up
0: but he looks at you like shaken by this and he says we wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have done this. We would, this is nothing to do with us. This was just a quiet place to meet.
2: Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna help him out.
0: He just looks at the ground as you help him to his feet. And he just starts muttering under his breath. He's just like, it was just a meeting place. There was not supposed to be anything else. There wasn't supposed to be anyone else. And he looks at the, uh, the wolf, Fae, leaning against the tree, and then back at the ground.
3: Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave, but Shortwave does way more than just host our audio. Shortwave builds our feed, gives us audience analytics, packages our player, and gives us a free website too. But the coolest thing is that Shortwave stitches our content together automatically so we can do things like swap this ad out for another one whenever we want, or change the outro on all of our episodes at once to announce new projects. Whether you're starting your first podcast or migrating your incredibly successful one over, Shortwave is super easy to use and comes with a free 14-day trial at GoShortwave.com. That's G-O-S-H-O-R-T-W-A-V-E.com. Get started with hosting, syndication, analytics, web players, and dynamic content stitching at GoShortwave.com.
2: Drying. Uh, uh. I know you're hurting right now, but do you have any idea who could have or would have done something like this?
1: I do not I do not.
2: You don't you guys don't have any enemies?
1: I have Everybody's got enemies. Learned of them recently. And Drag kind of looks down at her bloodied and scarred hand. And starts going about the best, uh, kind of the best service she can give for the wolf, which is to say like, kind of like a, I don't want to say prayer because it's druidic, but just like a, like a brief druidic ritual as a way of sending off what is like, like an honored warrior and she's just kind of focusing on this and speaking very very quietly and not really looking up from from the corpse or her work Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i think while drang is doing that to uh mazel uh ozzy says uh i'm not a i'm not a scientist or anything but i'm gonna put my money on whoever made those cuffs uh
0: this is their handiwork. What was the results of those two perception rolls? By the way, I rolled a nineteen. Okay, I was a twelve. Okay, um, Maisel, you see that there is around the totem um, what looks like a small bit of like runaway magic that kind of has like uh, cracked and scarred the area immediately around it where it was broken. Just outside of that area. Um, What appears to have been like the safe vicinity near it when it was broken. Um, You see a a bunch of blood, uh, like spatters. Not big pools like you've seen uh, underneath the wolf or earlier at the entrance to the weald, but like spurts here and there, Um, little trails of blood. Ozzy. You notice something weird, though. There's these spatters of blood and there's these trails of blood, and one of them is frozen and the other is not. The other that isn't frozen is perfectly unaffected by the cold, while the other has frozen solid.
2: Um, are they in, like trails or is it just
0: like a pool one of them is a small trail that leads back to where you found the wolf and it is unfrozen and there is another trail that is frozen that leads off westward to the left from where you approached
2: uh yeah so i think ozzy is like um all right very important we keep our, uh, our voices down now. Drang, if you need to take your time, I understand. Uh, Mazel,
3: Zeph, you need to come with me. Mazel is willing to follow right now, and crumbling at the, the letter
0: in her pocket. Again, as just a freebie for you all, outside of Drang, just looking at the body. It is yet to be inspected in any way. And I did bad. Just a fair warning. Drang didn't really, like, pour over it. She looked at it and picked it up. Just a point of note.
3: Yeah, I think Maze will be too terrified to, like, get near this thing.
0: Sure. I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware.
3: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think at this point, Ozzy
2: now that he's seen this trail, wants to follow it. Um, and I think he'll... If that's a dead end, he'll come back to it. But uh, for now, I think he just wants to follow the trail.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, Ozzy, make a survival check. Um, Maisel, are you also attempting to follow the trail self, or are you just following Ozzy? Since um, he's the one who kind of, like, called
3: you. Yeah, out. I didn't... Unless... You told me, like, you specifically pointed out the trail. I don't know. It's I didn't notice it. I just saw the splatter. I do think when Ozzy was like, you need to come with me, he points at the the trail of blood. Okay. Then if I know about it, I am going to, like, forget Ozzy and just start walking <laughs> towards that and try to be, like, on my own. I rolled a, a 15 on that
0: Okay. Shot. Yeah. It starts to get faint the further you go, as if it's, like, it's pretty prominent closer to the totem and it starts to narrow to smaller and smaller drips and 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 smudges until it's little more than just small drops here or there um for about maybe about 50 60 feet outward to the point where you guys can no longer see drag clearly through the trees and you reach a point after about 70 feet 80 feet that you can't really see the blood at all
3: um I would like to see if I see any uh, correct branches or footprints or anything at all in here okay yeah. or ooh, or uh, a disturbance in the the, the floaty crystally guys
0: okay sure. And Ozzy, what we're, so you were gonna do? guys.
2: Yeah, I think Ozzy is just also looking for some other form of trail to pick up on.
0: Okay. Ozzy, make a make a perception check. Maisel, make a perception check with advantage.
3: I got a seven. <laughs> I got a ten.
0: Okay. Um.
3: Sorry, eleven. Eleven.
0: Ozzy, you're changes. looking. You're looking around. The trail disappears. Mm-hmm. Your survival check from before tells you that this is the direction they were going. Normally blood works the other way, where the trail starts to get more intense the further you go, not the opposite. This is definitely the, dir- the direction they went. Something was at play, mending the wound, by your best guess. But looking around man you just cannot see anything (laughs) like it's just gnarled trees and and a frozen ground and these hanging crystals in the air mazel you see about the same to the southwest though it scares you half to death. You swear to God you see something between the trees and then it's just gone. I'm going back.
3: Uh and she just she starts booking it back towards um back towards the splatters. Um that were, you know, back, back by the actual the, the totem. Um but she doesn't even wait for him, she just starts not booking, but like fast walking back towards that way, because she is uncomfortable being this far away from the um and I would like to if I can if I make it to the splatters, I'd like to um look around there just to see if I see like a piece of clothing or anything recognizable other than just blood.
0: Okay. When you get, when you return, make an investigation. Check Ozius, what are you doing?
2: Um yeah, I feel like if the trail has gone cold and I can't pick up on anything else. Uh. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get it. <laughs>
0: uh. you, you know the direction but Mm -hmm. you no longer have a trail to follow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I think unless I can really see anything that indicates the way they continued to go after the blood trail, uh, I'm going to go back
0: and look at the body. Okay. just go ahead and make an investigation check for me as well. Um, Mazel, what was your result? It's a nat 20. Wonderful. I'll get to that. Drang, why don't you tell me what your little service to the wolf was like?
1: Um, there's not much Drang could have uh, done Mm -hmm. um, because she can't really, like, bury this wolf. She doesn't have anyone else present for this service, and ideally, she would. So, um there's kind of a two-part, there's kind of a call and response aspect to a traditional service that she's kind of just murmuring both parts to. Mm -hmm. She's, so it largely consists of her, um, if she can see any, like, any of those arrows in the body, removing them and kind of, like, gently laying them down, folding their arms over their chest... Um, and whispering to them that they've that they've done well, that the time has come for rest, that uh, that all those assembled are proud to have known them and she then agrees with herself. Uh, it's, It's a little uncomfortable. I think it looks much more mysterious and impressive than it is because it's being spoken in alternately druidic and sylvan. I think she's kind of flipping back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. So it seems quite mysterious, but it's actually a little sad and awkward. Okay.
0: Touching on something you just said, though. Ozzy, can you tell me what that roll was?
2: Yeah, did you say investigation? I did. Or perception,
0: okay. Investigation.
2: I rolled perception on re roll. Uh, 12.
0: 12? Yeah. Drang, you don't really... up on this at first. You're just paying attention to the body. Ozzy, you notice there are no arrows in this corpse. There's no arrow Mm -hmm. wounds. It was not killed by an arrow. Maisel, with your natural 20, Mm -hmm. upon arriving back at the totem and looking outward... You you look at the blood and you can see what has clearly been some sort of fight. There's two sources of blood that you can tell. One frozen, presumably human or something similar. And then this unfrozen blood mixed in. You've gathered by this point that The blood that refuses to freeze despite the cold is fey. Some sort of trait that it has. Makes it immune to the cold. You're really not able to tell too much. You know that there's two sources of blood, meaning two people were injured. You know that a large portion of the humanoid blood was left near the entrance that there was streaks heading towards the center as if something being pulled through the blood there are two new sources here at the center and it feels like you're missing such an important piece something is just missing from this picture Makes everything make sense. And as you stand up and look back the direction you came, you notice something. There's all those arrows buried in the ground. And you can see the fletching of them so clearly because they were all fired from here. Outward.
3: I'm going to, at this point, succumb to uh, Maisel's natural tendencies. And, good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and yell out, uh, "Hello!" Once again, uh, as soon as Maisel does that, Ozzy
2: he whips towards her and says, "What exactly is wrong with you? I would love an explanation for what exactly is your problem."
3: <laughs> she actually puts this up for him to stay silent,
0: um, because how share you! Something I want to mention real quick, Ozzy, for the the check you did on the body, just a point of note. The stomach is where the wound is, pierced straight through the armor, bleeding out from underneath it. Um, It explains the amount of blood in the pool where you found this figure being so much. They succumbed to the wound uh, over time by blood loss your best guess okay
2: Um, yeah Ozzy is still approaching Maisel and is furious (laughs) yeah Um, yeah me
1: too Cat is furious Cat is
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, as he comes up I uh, I want to once again just yell out like hey Um, and just see if it see if it like is making any noise see see. If anything responds, and I'm just, like, I'm standing, ignoring Essie's coming at me, seeing if I can, like, notice any movement, um, and see if there's any direction in which errors were not, uh, were not shot.
0: Okay. Make a perception check for me. Ozzy, do you continue onward towards Maisel? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Fifteen. Okay. Drang, what are you doing?
1: I think uh hearing Basil shout kind of startles Drang because she'd been so absorbed in what she was doing, she had kind of forgotten the others were there. Right, and, and respecting also, the dead. <laughs> yeah. I've been she she was very busy respecting the dead, and here we are. <laughs> so uh Drang looks up and just looks up, looks around, just kind of roused. and just takes a minute to look around the, what she's realized is the crime scene. Okay. All right.
0: Maisel, your phantom shape appears once again. This black figure. Drang, you feel something cold. Rest on your shoulder, laying across your shoulder as you're kind of kneeling down over this corpse, long, cold, and sharp, just sitting. Not pressing, not cutting, or cleaving, just sitting softly against your skin, your fur. Maisel, you see this dark figure standing just beside the tree, resting a long sword over Drain's shoulder gently completely still a figure clad in completely jet black plate armor no taller than a regular human maybe about six foot long sharp spikes jutting from the shoulders of the armor down the forearms smaller rounder spikes along the gorget of the neck But the most striking thing to you, Maisel, looking past Drang as she is facing away from this figure is the fact that the helm of this individual is a skull. A black iron skull covering their face, matched only by the massive skull embossed into the chest plate of this armor. Pressing gently... Not too hard. Ozzy, Maisel, this figure is obscured by Drang in an instant. The moment she stands, you can no longer see the figure from behind. Behind her, Drang, you hear the voice. I apologize for the ill manner, but this is a complicated situation. I must ask you to step forward towards your friends, slowly. Friend of the court, please, if you could walk. And as soon as she says walk, she steps forward and you feel the tip of the blade press hard against your back.
1: I think, I think Drang does. Drang is listening. And she's, wa- she's waiting.
0: As you begin to walk forward, you feel the pressure lessen and the, the tip release from contact, but you sense this person's presence and hear their footsteps against the ice behind you. Drang, what's your passive perception again? Remind me. It
1: is 14.
0: The metal makes no noise as they walk. They begin to kite around Drang from behind so that they see all three of you. This stalwart skull face, no eyes perceivable behind the mask, just pits of blackness, looking at the three of you. Who are you, each of you? And she. Excuse me, sorry. They. Mm. <laughs> They, uh-huh. point to Drang, they point to Drang. Your hand. <laughs> you, you may go last. I know more than the others. Sword still in hand, held down, but forward. They point to you, Ozzy. You. Who are you? Ah, uh, Ozias. I do not know this name. Why are you here?
2: We were following a lead and then well, we saw the carnage, so we were doing some poking
0: around. You. And she points to you, Mazel. Damn it. Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> they <laughs> point no, no. to you, Mazel.
3: <laughs> uh yeah, and Mazel like Moves from shock to like stalwart fists out. Um. Maisel Fisk. Who are you?
0: Your business here. Why are you here? I'm with the Briar Watch. <gasps> Her head snaps back to you? They turn to Drang.
1: I can guess, but would you say? I am Drang of the Short Days. I come to approach the totem, for I am injured. I am their guide through the north. They came with me.
0: They finally cast their gaze at Zeph. You. Zeph is frozen for a moment. And as soon as he looks at the figure, he loses that sense of like attitude and swallows really hard and he says, I was taken against my will. I'm here because they took me here. I don't wanna be here. And he tries his best not to make eye contact with the figure. I asked her who you were. She turns and My doesn't son. acknowledge you and starts walking towards Drang and slides her sword back into its sheath. You vouch for these two, these three, why they are here? I do. And I trust you.
1: Why? And at this point, uh like... Trying links. I've because I have said so. Whether you choose to trust me or not, you know why, not I.
0: Emperor, guide you then. There's this awkward silence. The air is still, and it's suddenly broken by this loud cacophonous, thundering crack noise from the distance. You all hear this faint and then one of the trees just behind all of you at the trunk nearly snaps in half with this large explosion outward and then it cracks and falls over impacting into the ice zeph immediately like freaks out and steps backward and slips on the ice and falls down the figure kind of like shudders at the sound um when it happens like they flinch a brief bit but they don't move from where they're standing but there is this massive like gunshot noise and then one of these trees is nearly cleaved in half and begins to fall over
1: I think Drang takes the opportunity to take a couple large steps and put a little distance between herself and the figure, and then she's Mm -hmm. going to start looking at the direction this came from.
0: Okay. Make a perception check um, for me. Uh, Ozzy, what do you do? Uh, Ozzy just yells, What the hell is happening? You hear the figure clad in the armor say something loud and angry under their breath, echoing in their helm. As they begin to step forward, pulling the helm off and then throwing it against the ice as this short, kind of bob-cut black hair rolls out from under it. Pale, white, angular features hidden underneath. As she then puts both of her arms up like this, cursing again much louder, off into the distance. Drang, you see that far off down the direction where Mazel and Azius had followed the trail of, of blood, there is a figure slowly lumbering towards you all, sat far back atop this large, hefty Mastiff clad in a long, like like heavy duty, like canvassed cloak with this big like hat with a front hood and little holes where these the tiny little black goggles with glass peering out from beyond them, just catching the light very very lightly. And this long wooden object ...in their arm with smoke. Grayish, bluish smoke trailing off the end of it. As this figure begins to lumber towards you... ...mounted behind... uh, ...mounted atop the the Mastiff... ...sat behind them... ...you see... ...a shape... ...slung over the back of the, the Mastiff clad in dark gray, almost charcoal clothing. You hear this high, surprisingly young-sounding voice come through this figure. You're number four to one. I was just trying to be helpful. At which point, the the figure clad in the black armor interrupts again with this loud expletive in a language you don't understand and steps forward once again. You are irresponsible. Come down here before you create more problems for both of us. And descending into the group of you is this young person mounted on the mastiff who slides off figure slung across the back of the dog and pulls the hood back this long like hat with these uh, sheets of fabric that cover the face uh, on all sides and it is a young woman no older than maybe 17 with this long almost like uh, revolutionary era style rifle in hand that she slings across her back on a strap. The bluish, magical smoke still trailing off the the muzzle as she throws it across her back. I'm sorry, I was just being careful. I mean, who knows what could have happened. <sighs> and she looks at all of you and she says, Hi. I guess I don't have to shoot any of you today. Pleasure.
1: Here's the thing, Drang's feeling feeling real jump-to-conclusions-y today. <laughs> <A> clear, <laughs> the existence of a gun is a clear provocation, and the logical fact that you can't shoot a rock to death is not really going to be at the forefront of Drang's mind right now. <laughs> so my question for you is... Um... I'm just kind of uh, checking D&D Beyond for beasts in an Arctic locale. Have I reasonably seen those?
0: Oh, yeah, most.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, so that includes polar bears, then. Yeah.
0: I don't know what the Great. CR for a polar bear is, but go for it, dude.
1: <laughs> I it's don't two. Oh, that's perfect. It's, yeah, it's two. It's fine. But, um, I think, like... The sight of this drang is going to bellow again. She is going to like she did with Zeth, scream, "What have you done?" At them and like ready to action, hostile action, wild shape, polar bear. Like this is okay. This is not. This is not okay. None of this is okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. As you as you begin to transform, immediately the figure in black takes a step back and kind of slides on the ice a little bit and draws their their longsword again uh, and readies it. The the younger woman, the, the teen, uh, in the, like, long cloak with the rifle over her back, kind of, like, <coughs> steps backward as well and pulls the rifle back off her back and pulls it in front of her and snaps it in half down the middle. And there's this, like, puff of, like steam that just shoots out of it and she looks at the figure in black and they cat like exchange glances um for just a moment. Uh Ozzie, Mazel, what do you two do? Uh Drang I- has, has taken the offensive and transformed into a polar bear.
2: As soon as I think Drang starts yelling, ozzy is like Whoa, 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 whoa. Like Nobody has any idea what's going on, least of all me. How about we talk first?
1: I also, I'm pretty sure I can't talk. (laughs) No, you definitely can't talk.
0: You are a druid, which does mean you get to keep your intelligence score when you transform,
1: so you understand what's being said. You cannot talk. Drang makes a furious, snorting growl, but does keep all four paws on the ground.
2: All right, you two were clearly here first. Before this gets any wilder, how about you
0: tell us what is going on? The older woman, the the actual proper adult, the one in the armor, she looks at you, Ozius, and she kind of very uh, she projects quite loudly, despite being despite standing next to a giant fucking bear. Um, she's unshaken. She's ready to fight, but not, not afraid. He sends no fear from her. She speaks loudly and clearly. We were passing through. Saw evidence of the fight. The blood, the corpse. Another about to be one. So we stopped. We looked around, and then you arrived. No surprise, one gets jumpy when they see blood and corpses in the company of strangers. The... I saw a blood trail that clearly didn't belong to the dead one. Uh... No, not the fay. Clearly. It was his. And she points and to has the been body. Happening, I've been walking towards. Yeah. She, she points <laughs> to the body Basil. slung across the back of the mastiff.
3: It was him. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I recognize the, the the charcoal uh, uh, clothing. And I, as this conversation is happening, I was with or without uh, provocation walking towards uh, the horse. Okay. The mastiff. Excuse me.
1: Yeah. Dog. Horse. Horse. Dog. Yeah. Big yeah. old dog. Horse-sized yeah. dog. Yep.
0: Um, of course. Um, okay yeah you begin to approach and the the young girl who has this, this rifle this long wooden rifle that's been like snapped in half on a joint um, with this massive like tube going down the middle she puts her palm against it and there's this bluish light for a moment that like flashes and fades and then she snaps the rifle back together Kaisa, do I shoot them? Who is
1: that? Thanks, snarls at her. This is not, she's she's in such a mood. Please don't guns at Maisel.
3: <laughs> Who is it? Do you know
0: him? Do you, is I right? don't know
1: him. He's fucking dying.
0: We were, and the- Why is he there? When she, when she says that, when she says he's fucking dying, the woman in the armor gives her an angry look and she shrugs and she's like i'm sorry you fucking <laughs> why do you have him because we found him laying on the ground bleeding to death why do you care is he he's alive for now not much longer
1: Drag wild shapes back <laughs> into a reindeer lady Still kind of a wild shape. It's still a pretty <laughs> wild shape. But it's the reindeer lady shape. And she reluctantly, both hands raised, approaches to go and says, if he is alive, I can help.
3: Uh, Maisel didn't stop moving as uh, Mazel. Um I think if the gun was held up, she just like walks up towards it and tries to like, push past
0: it's it's still like held downward and she's still kind of like looking between you and the other woman she says Kaisa auntie do i I
1: shoot them no you do not she shouts yeah drang simultaneously says you do not (laughs) (laughs) yua down
0: she reaches down and she grabs her helm off the ground as as she sheaths her sword we should sit and talk. Put it away, for now. Please.
3: Get him off. Of,
0: get him off of that. That. She. The young the, young, the young. the younger helps you pull the figure off the back, and after laying him down on the ice on his back, you see it is Demita.
1: And Drang casts cure wounds. <laughs> She cannot cast spells while she's a bear. She <laughs> has to be a reindeer lady to cast cure wounds. Oh, okay. she does do this. Okay, sure thing. What's the yeah. how much? How much does it heal? Ten. I rolled an eight.
0: Nice. Um, you you expend the magic. It works. Maisel, you watch slowly as his eyes open. <coughs> blood Hello, into into his hands. <coughs>
1: <coughs> Fuck. Fuck indeed, uh, young one. Fuck uh, indeed. You, no wait, that was Catagram.
0: <laughs> Miss Fisk. What a pleasure to see your face or any again. I was afraid I would see no other, on this life. And he reaches down at his, his stomach again, uh, blood pulling away into his palm. Unfortunate. Uh, my friend, is she, well, uh, it's a damn shame. Hate to see someone you're fighting with so valiantly die." And you see his face go cold and very stern for a moment. He says, "'Maisel, have you seen my bow? I seem to have lost it.'" The other two figures just kind of hovering as this interaction happens.
3: Like, as she's saying no, she's getting up to start, like, just frantically looking
0: around for it. He grabs your hand. As you begin to stand. It's okay if you cannot. Uh, It's not nearby, they probably. They probably took it, figuring it'd be a good trophy. How likely was it I was to live anyways? Only fair. Fair. And he pulls you closer. Maisel, I need you to find that bow. If you could, I, I will. I,
3: of course, I will. I. Who, who are
0: they? That would be all too easy, now, wouldn't it? I do not know. <laughs> what? They came upon us. We can talk when we arrive somewhere where we can talk better. Maisel, I have to ask a great deal of you, and I'm very sorry that I have to do so.
3: Uh, She's leaning, like, close, because she... She in her head thinks it's a secret, even though it isn't.
0: (laughs) Your friend saved my life. But I'm afraid that my journey goes no further than here. I will live, and he looks past you downward, and he says, but I fear I may never walk. No.
3: No, we'll get you up on... on your feet. We'll... uh, We'll figure something
0: out. Yes. Certainly we will. Well, this is certainly... very strange... I don't know half of you, almost. And he looks at the other two figures, who begin to kind of bunch together and they stand next to each other. Uh, The young one speaks up first. Um, I'm Yua. It's nice to meet all of you. Mr. Dying Man, nice to (laughs) meet you. This is my aunt, Kaisa, who, again, has put the helmet back on and speaks through it, sort of echoing slightly. Kaisa Escola of the Black Iron Legion. Pleasure to meet all of you.
3: Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at tfttpresents, and join our Discord from the link on tfttpresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Cat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening.